Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? I'm Eric. Welcome to the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. This is my buddy Rin Pack over here, and we're going to break down the eight-game NBA Slate for Monday. Uh, taking a look at everything over the weekend, today was our San Antonio Spurs chalk day. Yesterday was the absolutely excruciating seven-man rotation of the Sixers as Tyrese Maxey decided to go ballistic, and will probably be a point of uh, a point of emphasis on today's show. But Rin Pack, how you doing? How was the weekend? It was an exciting weekend. Lots and lots of huge contests across the DFS industry. A couple of million makers in the NFL. Lots and lots of news in the NBA due to the COVID health protocols. And I expect that to continue throughout the week. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be something that uh, we're just going to have to deal with this year. I mean, we, we've got the Mavericks on this slate, which ought to be an interesting situation. Obviously, uh, we've got Philly again. So uh, we're going to dive right in. But before we do, could you just go down to that bottom bar, click subscribe, hit the thumbs up, hit the notification bell so you know when this and all the other awesome content goes live. Uh, we are just keeping the lights on over here. And so any of your any of your donations of likes and clicks, they just all do. They just do wonders for us. So I uh, want to get that out of the way before anything else. So let's get on to the analysis. Uh, we're going to go position by position like we always do, starting at point guard up at the top end, Luka Doncic, who is kind of the sole man remaining in Dallas, which works out well for us because his usage, his play, uh, we know who he is. We know that he's just an absolute fantastic spend-up option. Uh, he's only had really the one absolutely um, like super dud uh, against Charlotte earlier this year on the 30th, but otherwise every game has been uh, manageable. And then the last three, 71.5, 79.25, 57.75 DraftKings points. So he's definitely somebody that we're going to be looking at in that top end. Uh, Russell Westbrook has already been ruled out. And then we've got Damian Lillard on DraftKings at 9,700. Uh, what are you looking at in this top range? Let's start with Doncic. Look, is a phenomenal option. Coming at 11.5 on FanDuel, 11.3 on DK. You know, like Luca, anytime. I know it's the more expensive time, uh, expensive prices for Luca so far this uh, this point in the season, but well deservedly so. We know what his upside is. It could be north of seventy points, as he put it up against Denver and Houston back to back last week. And why not against New Orleans? Uh, I don't mind Luca whatsoever. Well, we do know um, Trey Young is going to be playing against a depleted Philadelphia team. Uh, Ninety four hundred dollars on Fanduel. And I believe he's coming in at an $8,800 price point on DK, where you do get that three-point bonus for him over there, which does make a big difference for him. Kind of coming in a little bit of a discount for Trey. I don't mind that at all. Uh, another thing to definitely consider is uh, Dame Lillard. This uh, this Toronto Raptors team is not that good defensively uh, to start off the season so far. Uh, keep an eye on that Lillard price. I think he's, he makes for a nice pivot, spend-down option compared to Luka Doncic. I like Luca quite a bit. What are your potential options in uh, in the Philly value, considering Tyrese Maxey or Isaiah Joe, even Eric? Like, oh, 
Is that, is it, who yeah, has so I didn't know who any of these guys were. I'm just going to say, like, we follow basketball. This is kind of like our thing. This is our baby. And I didn't know who Dakota Mathias was. I didn't know who Isaiah Joe was. I had no idea. So uh, they obviously all played gigantic minutes. So you just got to kind of go through that box score and see Isaiah Joe 45 minutes the other night. Cork uh, Muzz is out. Danny Green should be available. So I'm, I'm seeing Danny Green eating a lot of those shooting guard minutes. But uh, with Simmons out now, Tobias Harris out. Uh, Matisse Thibel, uh Ferguson even is somebody that I didn't even think would matter, but he definitely matters when you have eight, nine active guys. Uh, Paul Reed is somebody that played 26 minutes the other night too. So uh, the big thing here, I, I feel like is if NB plays, that's that's kind of a guy that you want to be able to, to be able to play in a lot of those lineups. He's going to make some of this value not as uh, appealing as it otherwise would be, but still Tyrese Maxey sitting there at point guard at 4,700 on DraftKings over on FanDuel. I believe it was 5,100. Um, that's, that's a tough spot not to, not to at least like that. Oh, he's, he's even cheaper, isn't he? What is his price over on FanDuel? Oh, Lordy. Oh, oh, he's listening. Tyrese Maxey's 5,200. Yeah. There I you go. 5,200 over there. So, okay. So, Basically, anybody in that Philly spot is just going to be an absolute smash. So that feels like a, a positive place to go to. We do have this deep, deep mid-range sitting with Brogdon, 8,300 on DraftKings, 8,200 with Kyle Lowry, uh, 7,900 De'Aaron Fox. It's kind of been uh, hit and miss with him the last couple. I, I didn't enjoy 25 minutes and 14 fantasy points the other day as my contrarian option. That did not go well. Uh, he decided to put up a Buddy Heald game, if you might want to call it that. Uh, let me know uh, what you think about some of this mid-range of point guard. Yeah, the mid-range is always going to be have some interesting options. Everyone's a little priced up from over the weekend due to the all the rest and um, COVID health protocol restrictions. Trey Burke is up to 4,500 now. Ish Smith, Raul Neto uh, getting minutes in there for Russell Westbrook. Make for interesting options at 4,300, 4,200. I think we could always go to Alf- Alfred Payton at 5,500. I know he was a little disappointing the last two, time, two times out, but he's getting north of 30 minutes, and we know Alf has triple-double upside, especially there on DK. On FanDuel, I think we could definitely consider uh, some che- cheaper options in DeAnthony Melton. I know he's playing just around 20 minutes, but he's a big steals guy, and maybe he gets a few extra minutes against Cleveland tomorrow. That's That could Melo Ball has earned a 7K price tag, has been extremely, extremely expensive. He's coming off a 60-point fantasy game last time out. He's playing against the Knicks. I don't mind LaMelo Ball at 7K because he's just getting more minutes now. He's playing just north of 30 minutes last time out. There's going to be a point where LaMelo Ball, Borrego's going to start to have to play this guy mid-30s minutes, and he's going to be – his price tag is going to keep going up. So I'm excited to ride this LaMelo Ball wave for quite some time. That's how things are looking to me right now. Eric, anyone else? Any long shots that you like? Yeah, not, not necessarily a long shot, but I like, uh, just depending on how the news falls out, if Giannis ends up giving it a go, probably not. But otherwise, Drew Holiday at 6,900 over on DraftKings. Uh, that's another spot that I definitely, definitely have some interest. Uh, I, I, got, I He's been okay in these last couple. I guess Giannis was back for the last, uh, last outing, or I guess he got ruled out in the previous one. No, he played on the 8th, so... I, I probably want to have a little bit of Drew Holiday in my life either way. I could see him getting on top of that tag as a direct pivot off of LaMelo. But, God, LaMelo Ball, 19 years old, putting up triple doubles. Uh, when I was 19, I was a freshman at Iowa State doing God knows what. So uh, trying to hit a golf ball well. That was about 
all I really cared about. So uh, good for him. It's it's nice to see him come out of the 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 ball experience and and have some serious serious game. I like how he was saying, "Oh, I got really good at playing twenty one against my brothers, and that's why I can board even though I'm one hundred and eighty pounds soaking wet." So he's he's definitely an easy kid to cheer for, uh, which I never thought I would ever say about any of the ball brothers. So uh, Tyrese Halliburton sixty two hundred is such a large tag, but uh, didn't even necessarily earn that. I I would have wanted some shots there, but he's, his tag just gets a little bit too much too expensive. So he's kind of in my fade category too. Uh, but otherwise, I think I'm all set to jump on over to to shooting guard. For sure, let's let's get to it. Uh, there's a guy in Phoenix that I'm getting excited for who plays Washington. Take a guess who? Oh, gee, I can't I can't possibly imagine. Might he be 7600 on Fanduel? Man, we got to work on these prompts into each other. That that was so that was that was amazingly cheesy. I'm here for it though. Uh, sitting at the top, we'll start over on Fanduel. Ten thousand one hundred for Bradley Beal, who has no Russell Westbrook in town. Uh, makes for a pretty darn good option, I would say, as long as he's good to go, which it sounds like he is. Uh, Ten thousand one hundred. Uh, CJ McCollum at eighty nine hundred, who just keeps putting up big games. I keep not playing him, and that's not going great either. So. Uh, maybe have a little bit of interest there. And then, yeah, Devin Booker, 7,600. That price tag is just just begging you to play it. And he just came off of finally getting there in the last one. Uh, 45.1 FanDuel points last game. Uh, his price over on DraftKings, 7,900. Also don't hate that either. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about Devin Booker Chalk Day. I expect Devin Booker to finally uh, garner some significant ownership. He's coming off a massive, massive game for his standards this year, putting up 45 fantasy points against the Pacers, and now he's playing Washington at a below 8K price tag. We just see what opponents are doing to this Washington defense. Shout out to Bradley Beal for his post-game comment the other day. Can't guard a parked car, and he was so right about that. Fact. I think we could definitely uh, smash De- uh, Devin Booker into our lineups with ease, and it doesn't uh, garner too much of a price tag. CJ McCollum, uh, an interesting note that I uh, was listening into the Portland Bart class against Sacramento the other night. They, one of the broadcasters says they're trying to push CJ McCollum to be an all-star this year. And it kind of makes sense now why he's getting all this shot volume and whatnot. 8,900, 8,800. He put up 50 fantasy points in just 29 minutes against a very easy Sacramento uh, matchup. And he's playing Toronto. Man, we're going to have to like look into uh, a new CJ McCollum this year potentially. But that's a little too expensive for me. I'd, I'd rather save some money and go down to an option like Victor Oladipo or a D-book, like we said. Oladipo is priced 6-9 on DK and 7K on FanDuel against Sacramento. Uh, I like Oladipo, and he's showing a little bit of his old self of late. Playing north of 30 minutes, I think the inner injury history is kind of behind him now. The best thing is he's taking north of 20 shot attempts, and his shooting efficiency is going to get a little better, I believe. So I like being a little ahead of the curve on Oladipo, but some I think Tyrese Maxey is going to be the – Second, uh, probably the most popular value option, maybe yeah. potentially coming off a 60 fantasy point game last time out playing north of 44 minutes. I believe it's going to be tough to project him for 60 fantasy points this time around against a uh, Atlanta team. Actually, maybe you could, but it's uh, it's a little so, um, so too can, good we of a play, price can we play a little bit of the hypothetical game? Because again, this is mm-hmm. our podcast and we can do what we want. So, uh, if Joel Embiid, I guess he's probable right now. Uh, how interested would you be? Like, let's just say flukely, Joel Embiid doesn't play. Uh, how much interest would you have in all of these Philly guys right now? Just tons and tons and tons, right? Oh, for sure. I, I would like to like yeah. just play a little 
Philly value roulette. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're making so, multiple lineups, yeah. So what happens now that we have Embiid, who didn't play in the last game, and we throw him into the fray? How do you go about projecting some of these guys when you're when you're setting your own lineups? Because we're looking at uh, total as we're counting down the line. So it'd be Embiid, uh, Howard, Maxi, Green, Joe, Matthias, Bradley, Reed. So we've got nine active guys. Is that correct? I believe so. And obviously yeah. with news, or, uh, things with can Mike change. With Mike Scott questionable, yeah. So with yeah. eight guys, I mean, this is still uh, this is still a spot that's kind of too good to pass up, right? For sure, for sure. And the thing is, they're like have a surplus of bigs with Tony Bradley there. They have Dwight Howard there and Joel Embiid there. So a lot of the minutes are being focused in the uh, posi- uh, one through three and maybe four positions. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to like fill quite a bit still. And, and there are going to be some guys who still pay off this value. And Tyrese Maxey has shown that he's been a pretty impressive rookie. He doesn't, hasn't gotten as much attention like Pritchard and Halliburton. Uh, Maxi should be in the conversation with those guys as well. He's been very impressive in his limited run and was awfully impressive on Saturday afternoon as well. And I think a pivot off of Maxi is, uh, who's also questionable, is Buddy Heald with an ankle injury, I believe. Mm. And he's down to 5K. Welcome I'm to your facing... scheduled Buddy Heald conversation on the slate starter. Oh, good Lord. Go ahead. Pitch Buddy Heald for the 15th time in a row. I'm here for it. Uh, he's 5K. That's all. Oh, I have to there say. we go. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense for a guy who likes to fill it up. Honestly, he reminds me a lot of like a Terrence Ross type at this point in time, like where we just don't know when it's going to come, but when it does, you want to be on board. And so taking some darts on heel definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, speaking of, I do like the 52, I believe it was uh, over on FanDuel, 5,400 for Terrence Ross. Uh, he's he's going uh, to be a guy. We're, we're still looking at some of these uh, repercussions, Michael Carter Williams. Uh, some of these other uh, magic guys, obviously, uh, Cole Anthony, they're they're trying to like limit some of those minutes uh, coming off of the Fultz injury. So uh, Terrence Ross comes out. If Evan Fournier gets ruled out for, I mean, he's been questionable every single game for the last like four or five, it feels like. So uh, if he gets ruled in, probably not going to be as interested. But otherwise, Terrence Ross is somebody who can just go out and heat check for 32, 35 minutes. So uh, somebody else to keep an eye on there. Uh, anybody else that you're looking at in shooting guard? I think in terms of value outside of the Maxi and Buddy Heald uh, situation, there's no more uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich in Atlanta. So I think Kevin Huerta, Huerta is going to pick up some additional run for sure. He's coming in at 4,900. I, I was someone who was impressed in his improvements last year as a player. Now that he's going to get significantly more run, at 4,900, I think he's just a pure uh, GPP pivot off of the maxi ownership where I do think it'll be significant. Uh, outside of that, um, maybe you could pay down for Gary Trent Jr. He played 30 minutes last game. I know they did blow out Sacramento, but you, I do expect him to play low 20 minutes going forward. And Gary Trent was someone who was on fire in the bubble. I don't expect that to continue. It hasn't. But someone, if you want to take some GPP darts on. Stands out to me. But outside of that, man, there's no one else. I mean, we know it's deep book. We know there's Maxi. It's going to lead the way in the shooting guard position. We should go on to the small forward position. 
Let's do that. And before we do, I uh, just want to bring up, if you look at the bottom bar there, NBA packages starting at $4.95 per week. All you got to do is go to awesomeo.com slash join NBA. Uh, check out all that we have to offer. Uh, you can see the lineup builder. You can see the game plan videos, projections, uh, YouTube, or sorry, Slack chat. Uh, so many premium Slack chat features and, and people in there who are updating everything like News God, who's bailed us out over and over again. Uh let it be known that, you know, the the things that come with an Osmo membership, uh, it's it just elevates your game to another level. So take a look at that. Uh, go to Osmo.com slash join NBA, and uh, let's get to it. Uh, small forward today. Let's start over on DraftKings. We're just going to alternate just to make sure everybody gets a little bit of, of their love. I know you got the FanDuel hat today, which, by the way, is beautiful. But uh, over on DraftKings, Brandon Ingram, my guy, 8,600. Uh I'm going to always have interest. He's he's a guy that I'm just kind of invested in in the long haul in so many different ways. He's kind of been capped the last couple of games. I didn't like 11 shot attempts in 36 minutes, but uh, you're you're going to see that go up. That's that's going to be the floor, I think, going forward. So don't worry. 31 shot attempts against Indiana two games ago. I'm hoping for something that resembles a little bit more of that. But his rebounding rate is up. Uh, he's been rebounding great. His assist numbers are up. I'm I'm happy with everything that I'm seeing from Brandon Ingram. And I'm hoping the fact that he hasn't popped is going to keep it a little bit minimal uh, for the ownership. Uh, Chris Middleton, 8,200. If Giannis is out, that's a that's another plug-and-play where 8,200 isn't too expensive. And then Gordon Hayward, 7,900 against New York. New York defensively has looked pretty well. Gordon Hayward's coming off a dud where he burned kind of everybody in the LaMelo Ball, uh, the LaMelo Ball breakout game. Uh, if you wanted to just leverage, I'm not sure what Hayward's ownership's going to be, but I have a feeling Ball's going to come in a lot higher. So I'm going to have some interest in Gordon Hayward as a tournament pivot. Uh, talk to me a little bit about this top end of small forward. Yeah, it's tough not to like Brandon Ingram. Uh, 8,600, 8,800 on DK and Fandle, respectively. Uh, he's going to, uh, I think, like at some point this season, we might see a five-figure price tag at him just because I do think he's evolving into the San Van Gundy offense. I think it's taken a little time for, I think, everyone in New Orleans to adjust to Stan Van Gundy's way. But at 8,800, 8,600, uh, I, 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 I like that quite a bit. I think another great option is uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. He played 40 minutes last time. Dallas is also dealing with a lot of health protocol issues. At 5,800 on FanDuel and 6,700. I, I don't even mind the 6,700 price tag just because Dallas is going to have to rely on these guys to play quite a bit of minutes and 40 minutes of Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm going to like that. Uh, quite a bit. I think uh, you have to definitely consider Paul Reed in the Philly value. I know uh, he only played, I believe, 26 minutes, like not as many minutes last time out, but he got 20 fantasy points. Just like if you're looking to fill some spots, uh, fill some value, Paul Reed on FanDuel is definitely definitely in play. Kevin Horta on FanDuel, Kevin Horta, or Huerta. I, I need to see his pronunciation correctly. <laughs> it's all right. But, it's not Denny Avija, or I, I can't say his name to save my life. So you're, you're Abdia, afraid of it. Emac actually yeah. corrected me. Shout out to Emac. What um, is it? It's Denny Avdia. Avdia. Okay. Well, he's on this slate, and I'm not going to play him. So we'll keep going. <laughs> uh, Kevin uh, Huerta comes in at 5,500 uh, on DK. I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. Other options to definitely consider. Uh, 
it's a little tough outside of Hardaway Jr. Middleton, yeah, I was going to say Tim Hardaway Jr. is kind of the guy I'm looking at. It's 6,700. I don't love that, uh, especially Doncic. And then we'll get to power forward because there might be a surprise addition to the Dallas lineup uh, coming into tomorrow, uh, which might put a wrench into everything that we want outside of the, or for to make Dallas value uh, or not necessarily even value, but to like make solid spend up options. So uh, Tim Hardaway I, Jr. with Richardson and Finney Smith out. That's that's not something that I'm against. What were you going to say? Yeah, I think there's some potential pay down options in both sites. I like Cameron Johnson in mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix against that Washington matchup, uh, 4,200 on DK. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., 3,800. And as gross as it sounds, you could definitely consider an Isaac Okoro who played 34 minutes in <laughs> Cleveland, who's just dealing right. with a bunch of injuries, not so much COVID health protocol issues. They're really just ravaged uh, with injuries across the board there. Keep an eye on the sex and uh, injury situation there. Yeah, my last guy to throw in two into the hat, McCall Bridges. You got to have interest against everybody facing Washington at this point. Uh, it's it's just an easy target. Uh, McCall Bridges is coming off. I don't expect thirty four real points or forty three point six Fanduel points over there, but he's just such a good defender. It's hard to get him off the court for Phoenix right now. He's he looks fantastic. Been playing thirty two, thirty three, thirty four minutes a game, uh, and that's kind of his floor there against Washington. Unless there's a blowout, so fifty seven hundred over on Fanduel. That's uh, that's kind of a nice spot for for me to kind of look and get a little extra get a little extra value from some of those top ends. Sixty one hundred on DraftKings, not so much, but definitely over on FanDuel. I think that's an advantageous play to to possibly get off of Devin Booker, or in addition to that's I, I have no problem playing them both together. So uh, anybody else for small forward for you? Not on small forward, really. Uh, obviously, news can change everything in a matter of minutes. So as we've seen night and night again. And it can really lead to profitable nights if you just stay on track of the news and something that just throughout the throughout the night, you just got to have alerts on. Following at Osmo NBA will help you do that. And just like keeping track of the news, being able to adjust your lineups, maybe potentially backloading some of the salary to give you some more additional lineup flexibility throughout the night. Because an eight-game slate and uh, games going up to starting, tipping off up to 10 p.m. Eastern, so... Mm-hmm. There's going to be lots and lots of late swap opportunities to take advantage of. Yeah, I think one of the tough things about this slate is that you're basically waiting on the Buddy Heald uh, news, I think, with his ankle. And so you have Indiana and Sacramento and Toronto and Portland in the nightcap. And uh, I don't expect... (laughs) I'm nervous saying this, but I don't expect anything to show up for either one of those two games. But it definitely gives you an hour and a half to kind of be able to figure out how to play the ownership game in some of those spots. But... If uh, Buddy Hield goes, that's still a great option, but it also kind of is a is a knock against everybody else that uh, would otherwise see see a surge there. So we're not waiting on any big news in those 7 p.m. West Coast times or 10 p.m. Eastern times. So uh, let's jump on over to power forward here as we're working our way down. We'll start over on DraftKings. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, questionable, sitting there at 11K, facing the Magic. So uh, it, I guess it says that he's probable, even though it's got the Q tag next to him. So uh, somebody to look at at 11K. I keep saying it over and over. 11K would be underpriced if we knew we could get 36 to 38 minutes of Giannis. We just don't ever know how that's going to work out in terms of a blowout run uh, or anything else like and again, I'm not worried about Budenholzer limiting him by any means. Uh, Julius Randle, whose price just keeps going up, 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 9,600, sitting there at uh, <laughs> hard to not play that guy in a lot of spots here, too. He just keeps looking 
better and better and better, but uh, definitely is coming on the second end of a back-to-back. So only played 31 minutes. Part of that was due to, I guess it was kind of a blowout at one point, even though that game stayed somewhat close uh, towards the end and it only finished as a 12-point spread there. Um, but then DeMontis Sabonis, 9,300. Seems like a spot that a lot of people are going to be interested over on DraftKings. Uh, power forward, uh, 9,200 on FanDuel as well. Talk to me about those three up top. Yeah, Giannis is obviously uh, in a great matchup. Not, uh, I wouldn't say great matchup. He's he in a Giannis well. matchup where it might yeah. stay close, maybe. Yeah, and know. he did play well against Orlando in the uh, first-round playoff matchup last time around. Granted, it's that's playoff bubble, and this is like a regular season game. 11K, 11-2, easily could be the highest-scoring player on the slate, and that's not even a hot take. That's just who Giannis is. Julius Randle's just been a 50-point guy consistently throughout the season. He's kind of disappointed in the sense playing, getting mid-40s the last couple of times out. Sabonis is someone who definitely I'm interested in. Against Sacramento, just been a great matchup for every uh, every offense of late. And just like it's like a get-right spot for your offense when you're playing against Sacramento. I like both prices at 9200 and 9300 on FanDuel and DraftKings, respectively. Other options to definitely consider – Chris Boucher is someone who I think is a absolute fantasy darling. He played 24 minutes today. He put up 43 fantasy points. He's playing against um, Portland tomorrow. Nick Nurse is. I just. I think Nurse just likes it. Likes likes him to come off the bench. But I'm willing to even pay up for Chris Boucher on Fanduel at 7200. Maybe I'm not. Hopefully, I'm not chasing. Yeah. But. So let it be known too. His his first rotation, he had three fouls in like seven minutes, and he got done. I, I tweeted out. He gets more done in seven minutes than PJ Tucker gets done in seventy because he does. It's incredible to watch. He's so fun. Like Chris Boucher is the kind of guy that I wish people could pay more attention to uh, outside of our little world, outside of the DFS world, because he's the kind of guy that I. He's just so so enjoyable to watch. He's he's a walking heat check basically, and just kind of does a bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, again, four blocks in seven minutes with three fouls. Who who else does that? It's like uh, skinny boogie a little bit, something like that. So uh, I definitely love the Chris Boucher call. Uh, interesting, 7,200 over on FanDuel. I, I hope that, uh, I mean, if you're going to be playing him, he's going to have minimal ownership. And I, I would assume that he would um, unless he goes, what did, what did his line end up at tonight? Chris Boucher, his yeah. uh, he put up uh, forty four fantasy points. I'll tell you his exact Jeez. line. And uh, obviously, he picked up those three fouls, which obviously limited him. He went fifteen. Uh, he fouled out of six blocks, which is pretty <laughs> very very high. Six rebounds, and uh, oh, I don't expect the blocks numbers, to, but he's that's he's kind of an exceptional shot blocker, and uh, he's been amazing uh, fantasy wise. And I, he's just an exciting player to uh, watch and put in your lineups just because he racks them up in a hurry as well. That's just like, and his price tag is not terrible. 6K. And if he's going to play 30 minutes against Portland, man, 40 fantasy points, 50 fantasy points is definitely on the table. He put a 49 against Sacramento in 29 minutes the other night. So we, that's how he just performs at an exceptional fantasy rate for us. I know the price tag is high, but definitely willing to take some GPP shots uh, his uh, teammate Pascal Siakam has definitely come come around after his, uh, after he got disciplined by Nick Nurse. So I don't mind Siakam whatsoever. And uh, Chris Porzingis is questionable. I'll be shocked there if he go. plays. Yeah, 
But he is questionable, so there's a 50-50 chance he plays. And if he does play, he's not going to play some crazy run. you got to think that of all people in the NBA, that he would be somebody who would get eased in. There's none of that. Carl Anthony Towns being minutes limited and playing 37 minutes the other night. Like, that's just not in play for, for Zinger, who is, you know, the basketball unicorn with with crazy injury history. And so uh, they'll definitely be easy on him either way. But I, it's, I would have interest in Doncic, even if Porzingis were along and in, in active in that game, but definitely not somebody that at 8K over on FanDuel that I'm really looking at getting in anything or 8,200 on DraftKings. So easy pass either way, even if he's, even if he's active. Uh, somebody that I'm just talking about from a fade perspective, because we don't really do that so much, but uh, somebody that might garner some ownership, especially on FanDuel, 4,600 Jay Crowder. Uh, with Dario Sarge back in that lineup, he's somebody that I think is going to cut in a couple minutes here and there, and that's enough to make Jay Crowder a little a little bit more volatile uh, for uh, for a guy who's kind of been a shooting wing. Given he did have like eight rebounds, yeah, eight rebounds and four assists the other night too, but that is such a such an outlier for him in this offense. I can't see that being kind of the norm for him. Uh, he's definitely kind of your pick and pop three guy from from Miami, uh, uh, Miami in the bubble last year, and now. Uh, with Phoenix, but he's somebody that might be semi-popular over there against Washington. And if he's going to be very, very popular, I just kind of want to have none of him. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's it's a very, uh, very good uh, sharp take there. Darius Sarge also it could be very interesting against Washington, who lost Thomas Bryant to an ACL injury. So their front court defense is going to be the like of Davis Bertans, Robin Lopez, and Mo Wagner. Lopez is probably the better defender of those three, but nothing exceptional. So definitely we could take a potentially a cheap shot with uh, Sarge. And let's say if Phoenix were to steamroll uh, Washington, Sarge mm-hmm. might pick up additional blowout run. But that's just uh, a GVP shot. He's 4,100, I believe, on FanDuel. So yeah. I like Sarge. And I, I, I do kind of agree with that Jay Crowder uh, fade as well. Nice. I always like to have the Rin Pack sort of, sort of like, uh, what is it? Stamp of approval. That's what I was going for. All right, we're getting we're getting late here. Let's go to center. Let's let's wrap this whole thing up here. Uh, over on center on Fanduel, we'll start there. Andre Drummond, who went back to the ceiling, uh, found the ceiling again there in the last game against Milwaukee. Forty one minutes. Uh, Javale McGee did not break into those minutes at all. Uh, Fifty nine point three uh, Fanduel points. It's a lovely little outing to have there. He will be popular. Spoiler alert. Uh, Joel Embiid, 9,700, will be popular. Spoiler alert. Uh, Nikolai Vucevic, uh, 9K, won't be as popular, but we saw we saw Drummond start to get after Milwaukee there. Uh, I, somebody that I would still have some interest in, even at 9K, it would definitely be more reduced ownership than the guys at the top end there. And then 7,400 Miles Turner, who kind of just kind of threw up his double-double and, and finally found a little bit of, of something there, 43.5 FanDuel points the other night. Talk to me about this top end of center. Yeah, the top end of center, obviously, no other than Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid. Andre Drummond looks uh, Andre Drummond is always just going to be in play for that double-double uh, uh, bonus over there on DraftKings. He was great, but north of 40 minutes last time out. Uh, just got around 60 fantasy points. I don't mind Drummond, but... Joel Embiid, if he's going to play tomorrow, and uh, he's just going to be a monster, uh, just going to soak up all the usage, all the shots, man, you could, you're going to have to project Embiid mid-50 fantasy points at the minimum tomorrow. Like That's just like at the minimum for him. I, I like Embiid quite a bit. But if you want to save some money, mm-hmm. uh, Yusuf Nurkic is definitely looking spry again. Put up 37 fantasy points in 23 minutes. 
I like Nurkic. Um, I'm willing to go right back to him at that price tag at 6,400. And I think you could definitely consider a 6,700 DeAndre Ayton tomorrow as well. I love all of those. I'm kind of looking down in this bottom end over on, on DraftKings. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is now down to 5,500. We saw 27 minutes, but we also saw the 41 minutes when they needed him against Gobert. Uh, Biombo might be a, a decent matchup for him there uh, where he might be able to get on top of it, but uh, not super thrilled with anything in this bottom end uh, at center. I mean, Hassan Whiteside's up to 4,200 on DraftKings. No thank you there either. Uh, is there anything down here on the low end that you can find that you're that you're interested in? Dwight Howard is a pivot, 4,400. Yeah, if, if Embiid is not playing tomorrow, you're going to like Dwight Howard. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, sure. there's just no way anyway because he'll play 14 minutes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think uh, some cheap options. Maybe uh, Mo Wagner gets a bit more run. He played 20 minutes last time out. Uh, that's an option to pay down over there, 3,600 on DK, 4K on FanDuel. Uh, another option is probably Cauley Stein, maybe, mm-hmm. but I just don't like his minutes. And maybe if Maxi Kleba plays, that might uh, take away some of his additional minutes run. Boban even played, I believe, last time out. Uh, I want to see how many minutes he played. He only played a couple minutes, so I have to say, I have to, Boban. I do have to say, you did have a crazy amount. I, we were texting back and forth a little bit, and you were like, I have a crazy amount of Boban right now, just in case. And then you pivoted out pretty pretty close to the lock of that once Willie Cauley-Stein got in. But obviously, anytime Dallas is on a slate, you, you got to know the upside a guy like Boban has if you were to somehow sneak into that starting rotation. It just hasn't happened yet this year, uh, the way that we've seen in previous years, where he'll just randomly start out of the middle of nowhere, and it becomes Boban night. For sure. And I think if uh, Rashawn Holmes doesn't play, I think you can definitely go to Hassan Whiteside uh, against Indiana. His price tag is going to be low if he starts. Yeah, 4200 over on DraftKings. But uh, if Holmes, who's, I guess he's questionable. So uh, if you were to sit out again, absolutely. He was somebody that I tried to jam in as much. I didn't have enough room in a lot of spots to get him in. But uh, with Bagley there still, uh, hey, Bagley's somebody who, who kind of showed up. Uh, we didn't even talk about him at Power Forward. Uh, somebody that kind of could spike an upside randomly in different spots. But yeah, there's there's really nobody else that could possibly be running a lot of center minutes for, for Sacramento in that spot. So I do like Whiteside in, in that context for sure. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in this slate in general? Any final words for the people? No, uh, just pay attention to the news. Uh, it was, it was an interesting preview and a lot of the... In, uh, enticing price points for each position, the way things stand right now. Nate game slate's always going to be fun. And especially with all the news that we have, we're going to have to react fast and quickly to it. I'm excited for the slate and more or less it was fun breaking this down. Excited to start the week off with the slate starter podcast with you. Dude, it always is. Uh, eight game slate. We're starting to get in the rhythm here. We're going to keep this going all week. So uh, tune in every night uh, or morning uh, when you're on your way to work, wherever you can safely go to work. Uh, if you're just working at home, queue up the podcast, uh, queue up YouTube. We're making that push for 50,000 YouTube subscribers. So if you could on the way out, just give us a thumbs up, hit subscribe, and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. Take it easy and good luck.